a dose of deception with the queens of queens, Shannon and Emily. In our podcast, we'll be discussing murders, missing persons cases, mysteries, and a whole lot of conspiracy theories. So stay tuned for the wild ride. Real quick before we get into it, we just want to give a huge shout out to our international audience. Yes, we got our first views outside of America on um, episode two. Mm -hmm. Our first views are in Romania, so we're really looking forward to spreading our podcast even further. Mm -hmm. But we just want to say thank you so much. Yeah, and please just continue to spread the word about us, spread us around, share us, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Hey guys, welcome back to Dose of Deception. This is episode three, and this week we're going to be talking about Elon Musk and the death of Elisa Lam. So first, we're going to talk about Elon Musk. Honestly, this isn't a conspiracy theory per se, but I think this guy is super interesting. He's lived a wild life. He's had so many careers and opened so many businesses that it really feels like he's lived the life of five different people in one lifetime. So this is really just the biography of Elon Musk, to be honest. (laughs) See, I know nothing about him, so I'm excited to hear about it. Yeah, he's... I thought I knew a lot about him, but then as you read into him, he has a lot of different... He has so many more companies than people realize, and he's done so much more to things than people realize, so... I'm just gonna... First, I'm gonna start with just a basic introduction and kind of say what all of his companies are like the name and then i'm gonna go into each of them as we go on and explain them so elon musk is the founder ceo and chief engineer of spacex an early investor ceo and product architect of tesla the founder of the boring company the co-founder of Neuralink, and co-founder and co-chairman of open ai uh he was elected also to the fellow of the Royal Society in 2018. Basically what that is, is just, I think it's specifically founded from Britain and it's just a group of people that have made major contributions to like natural sciences. So he's how old? He is 48. So he's done all this, like since when? Like when did he start all this stuff? So he, he's originally from South Africa. And so a lot of his from a young age he was doing and like kind of showing interest in the kinds of things that he does today but it he didn't really start taking off until he like moved to Canada and then moved to America and like started going to college and things like that okay so he did start really young though yeah so he was so he was born in 1971 in South Africa like I said Uh, his family in South Africa was, like, middle class... Like, well, in South Africa, he's wealthy, but then if you transfer his money into, like, American money, then he's more middle class. But in South Africa, he was wealthier. So his family is very interesting. His mother is a Canadian model, and his father is kind of, like... I don't want to say shady, but, like, it's kind of, like, unclear where he got all of his wealth from, most common thing that is said that he's an engineer which that's confirmed that's where most of his like money comes from uh there are rumors around that he like owns part of a emerald mine which that wouldn't surprise me yeah elon has said like that's not really true but then like it seems pretty clear that it is so they're both still alive his parents yeah so (laughs) i just want to sidetrack about his dad because his dad is just as much of a character as he is so his parents divorced when he was younger, um, and Elon decided to live with his father, but as time's gone on, he said he, like, quickly regretted it as soon as he decided to live with him. 
they have basically no relationship at this point. Elon's openly said that his father is an evil person. So, yeah, not that great of a relationship. Um, I mean, he said that he was verbally abusive when he was younger. Um, Just anything that Elon wanted to do, uh, his dad said that it wasn't possible. So is Elon's father really smart as well? Yeah, so he specifically is an electric mechanical engineer. So he... And he's very well known in South Africa just for his intelligence. So he is... So you could tell where Elon kind of got his brains from. Is his mother smart too? Just like side note. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I would say so just because I feel like to become a model and make it in that kind of industry, she's a decently famous model too. You kind of have to have especially some business smarts. Yeah. So I think that also probably helped Elon in the long run. Um, Elon has also said that a lot of his abilities did probably naturally come from his father. So as much as they don't have a relationship, Elon does recognize that a lot of like what he does mm-hmm. kind of came from him. Um, so his dad, he... A very gossipy, tabloidy kind of side note. Um, he recently had a kid with his ex-stepdaughter. Mm, I don't like that. <laughs> it's 40 years younger than him. That's creepy. So how old are they? So when they had the kid, he was 72 and she was 30. Ew! Yeah. And That's bad. Yeah, and his... The mother of, I guess, the new wife, <laughs> um, <laughs> they were married for a significant amount of time. Like, when... He first got married to his mother. She was, like, a kid kid, like, four or five. So, wait, he knew her growing up and then married her? Yeah. Yeah. When she was, like, little, little. I mean, his excuse is that, like, she wasn't around them as much. She was more with, like, But still, you saw her when she was, like, a kid. Yeah. So, it's very creepy. He's a weird guy. He has, like, interviews out there. You kind of get the vibe that he's kind of trying to latch on to Elon's fame a little bit because there's really no other reason to be interviewing him, you know what I mean? Yeah. So he's a sketchy character, and, I mean, it seems valid for Elon to not have a relationship with him, and none of his kids have a relationship with him. Like, all of Elon's siblings don't really talk to him either. So, yeah, that's just a side note. His dad's also a sketchy character. (laughs) But, okay, so, like I said before, when he was a kid, he had already started... uh, getting into the kind of technological field, like, even when he was little. Um, He said that he started programming computers when he was 10. Um, He was, like, constructing and making computers when he was a kid, which, like, not really a very kid thing to (laughs) do. (laughs) So you can already tell that that's kind of where he was going down. Um, He said he got bullied a lot when he was a kid. He, like, got bullied to the point one time where he had to, like, go to a hospital. So, like, it was pretty bad, like, how he had it when he was a kid. Yeah. So... He knew he wanted to move to America because he said while he was in South Africa, he viewed America as like this grand place where like anything is possible. So he knew he always wanted to move there. His father was very against it. But since his mother was Canadian, um, Elon was able to easily get to Canada and then go to America from there Mm -hmm. because it's an easier process, he said, to get from Canada to America than South Africa to America. So he went to Canada for college, um, and then he quickly moved to uh, Pennsylvania. Where did he go to college? Sorry. So he went to Queen's University in Canada, uh-huh. and then that's where he started. He was smart about it. He did it right before his 18th birthday. He moved because in South Africa, you have, like, at least at the time, you had, like, mandatory military service. So he got out right on time, so <laughs> he didn't have to do that. 
So he went there for school in Canada, and then he quickly moved to Pennsylvania and went to the University of Pennsylvania, which that's a very up there prestigious school. So obviously he was already smart and had the grades for it back then. Yeah. So yeah, he moved to uh, Pennsylvania and went to school there. Um, He got accepted for and was supposed to go to Stanford for his PhD, but he decided not to, which I think that's hilarious that you can get into Stanford and to and become a doctor it. and then just say, no, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Wait, what was he majoring in? So when he was in the University of Pennsylvania, um, he got a bachelor's in physics and a bachelor's in economics. And then when he was supposed to go to Stanford, he was going to study applied physics and material science. So that's, you could see where it connects, especially because a lot of his business ventures, especially like SpaceX and AI stuff, like that has a lot to do with physics and things like that. So I mean, I'm assuming. I don't know anything about them. But (laughs) so basically he left Stanford. He went for like a day or two. And then he decided he didn't want to because he wanted to go straight into his business ventures. Um, First company that he opened was Zip2. It was with his brother, um, whose name is Kimball. So Zip2 basically is, it was this company. And when I was looking into it, it seemed like a combination of Google Maps and Yelp. It was like a city guide kind of thing. So he he had investors that helped him start it. A lot of people like claim that his father put in some money towards it. Uh, he denies that. I kind of believe it, that it's not really true because a lot of the early investors are people that were specifically in the business. So you could tell he kind of went out there and recruited the people that he needed to that had to do with what, like, in the business itself. He Mm -hmm. wasn't just getting, like, money from his family. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like he was got a small loan from his dad or something like that. So he started it originally. uh, It was just supposed to be, like, an online service, but he started... He got most of the money from the company because he would sell the technology from it to, uh, like, newspapers and other media outlets... And they could use it in their newspaper just as, like, a city guide, what to do in the neighborhood, like, kind of section of their newspapers. So that's where he got most of the money from it. Uh, So when he sold it, it got so big, uh, specifically just from selling it to so many different papers, that they ended up selling it for $305 million. Damn. (laughs) Which is a ton of money, especially because the original investors, he only started the company with thousands of dollars. So you could see just how much he made from it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, so out of it, he specifically made $22 million. Damn. So wait, yeah. was, do, do you have a lot of money going into it? So when he started it, there was a bunch of different investors that started him with it. And I believe the biggest investment was like $80,000, which is a lot of money, but like compared to the $305 million <laughs> that he sold it for, like that's nothing. Yeah. So... He did start with money, but he started with money because he put himself out there and got those investors. It's not like the money just fell in his lap and he had his own money to use. So he did that with his brother. His brother continues to be like one of his biggest business partners and a lot of his businesses were done in partnership with his brother. Um, So immediately after he took 10 million of the millions that he made from selling uh, zip too, and that's when he worked with PayPal. That's kind of the thing that put him on the map. It's like the main reason why he became popularized and known in the business world. Um, 
he, a lot of people think he was the founder of PayPal, but he's not. He, a lot of people don't even know that he has anything to do with PayPal. I didn't know that. <laughs> exactly. Like, because his other stuff has become so big and, like, otherworldly, I guess. But, so PayPal, he started a company called X.com, which was the same kind of vibe as PayPal. It was, like, an online bank. He's, like, a Bitcoin-y kind of guy himself. So, like, you can see why he would start something like an online bank. Um, PayPal came about because he merged in 2000 with Confinity, which was the name of the company that owned PayPal. Okay. PayPal was technically one of their many products. But once they merged with Elon's company, they focused primarily on PayPal, and that became their big thing. Um, so he was CEO for, like, a couple months, <laughs> and that's it, because he got ousted quickly after because he he wanted to use a different infrastructure than other people used like were using and they just had a dispute with the confinity people but he still like stayed on like on the board of directors Mm -hmm. so he still had a big involvement in paypal uh he like owned a good chunk of the stock in paypal just because it became a publicly licensed company so they sell end up selling eBay, which as I went through with him, it kind of you kind of find out that he builds up a company to whatever he wants it to be, and then he realizes I don't know how much more money I'm going to make out of this, and he always sells it at just the right time, and that's where he makes all of his money from. He's really smart. Yeah. So he eBay is the company that ended up buying PayPal, and they bought it for 1.5 billion dollars in stock. Damn. And at the time, like I said, Elon was the biggest investor, so he got 165 million of that. <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, <laughs> he's kind of rolling. <laughs> so, PayPal kind of, although the sale from the original company that he had had a bigger sale, like he got more of a profit himself overall. Uh, PayPal is the one that kind of made him more well known in the business like venture and in pop culture itself so the company that he's most known for now of course is spacex that's very popular now just because of on may 30th uh he launched the rocket and it was the first private owned company to launch astronauts like american astronauts into space wait you mean like just recently may 30th yeah i didn't know that you didn't know that? No, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? What did he do? He launched, like, he was, he just launched Americans into the space and got them onto the International Space Station. Hmm. Which he, I mean, he's the first American to do that since, like, the Apollo missions. Yeah. And he's the first private company to do that that wasn't NASA. Like, mm-hmm. he was sponsored by them, but it's still his material and technology that got them up there in the first place. Damn, I didn't know that. How did you not know that? Because I don't... That was all over the news. Yeah, I know. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, so SpaceX in itself. So it was founded in 2002. And as you can see, he very quickly turns over into his next businesses because all of this has happened in only the span of a couple of years at this point, And he's already owned and sold two businesses at this point. So SpaceX was founded in 2002. SpaceX stands for Space Exploration Technologies. Um... His main goal, the inspiration, and why he made it in the first place is because he wants to colonize Mars, mm-hmm. which is possible, Yeah, <laughs> I would say. Um, he seems to think that that's the best, like, 
hope for humanity to move on. You know what I mean? He thinks that if something happens to Earth, we need to have a reliable place to go in case Earth isn't, like, habitable anymore. Wasn't there, like, a mission to go to, to Mars, or was that, like, a hoax? No, so he's... He has success... Well, he hasn't, like, gotten to Mars, but, like, he... Like, people, obviously. But there has been, like, rovers and, like, things like that either you know, around it or things Mm -hmm. like that. But he hasn't successfully, like, sent people or, like, living things there yet. Okay. So his main goal is that he wants to set up a greenhouse there. That's why he created SpaceX in the first place. He wants to set up a greenhouse so he can, and, like, grow plants there so that he can prove that living things can be there before we send actual people there. Um, So that's why he started it in the first place. Um, When he started it, he... In his mind, he wasn't thinking that he would create his own, like, rockets. He would buy them from someone, and then he would be the one that gets all of the science behind it going. So, he initially went to Russia to buy rockets, and they hated him there. (laughs) He thought everything was being sold to him way too expensive, and the meetings did not go well. There's a rumor that one of the people that he met with, like, spit on him. He's (laughs) like, yeah, he was not welcomed there at all. And everything was far more expensive than what he was willing to pay for. And so Elon realized that if he were to make the rockets himself, it would actually be a million times cheaper than buying it from Russia or anywhere. So he decided to make his own rockets himself for SpaceX. He said that he was able to make them for like 3%. How do you even make a rocket? I mean, I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah, so, because especially if you think about, I feel like if you want to make rockets, like, that's a specific thing you have to study yeah. on your own. Like, he, yeah, he has a physics degree, and yeah, he has that kind of stuff. But, but like, a lot of people have that, and they can't yeah, make a rocket. I think about people I know that would have graduated with a physics bachelor, <laughs> and I don't think any of them are going to go make rockets, you know what I mean? Because <laughs> so, his studying also, it's physics and economics, which has nothing to do with rockets. Yeah. I mean, physics does, but you know what I mean. I feel like rocket science is its own thing, you know? Yeah. So he was able to make his own. He was able to make his own. He realized that they were selling the rockets, but the price of making it was 3% of what they were actually selling the rockets for. So he was like, that's kind of a ripoff. Yeah. So he started making his own. Um, When the uh, company started, it was only 160 employees altogether. Uh, which now has over, like, 8,000 employees. So it's vastly grown, like, very quickly. Um, He is the CEO and CTO, so he's in charge of, like, the technology as well. His first successful uh, space vehicle was the Falcon 1. It was the first privately funded vehicle to put a satellite into space. Because, again, it's very weird that a privately owned company and not NASA is the one sending like these things into space in the first place um so he's the largest private producer of rockets in the world like for america or anywhere else obviously he prefers to use his technologies for america american astronauts he said he credits that to being part of the reason why he funded uh spacex in the first place because he loved the apollo mission and he hated that funding for that had been decreased over the years so he does have an emphasis on sending American astronauts up into space. So wait, this is just a random question. Yeah. The last time 
anyone in America was went to space was in the Apollo mission. Yeah. So this is like actually the first time since then. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's been a really really long time since Why? somebody went out because funding for it was just like oh. completely nixed. To be honest, I mean the Apollo missions. There was a bunch of them in a row. They kind of became the same thing over and over again. So funding was just put in other places. Just funding for NASA in general went down. Not even just the yeah. Apollo missions. So, they had been sending, like, they started focusing on rovers and, like, things like that. Like, machines going out into space. But astronauts themselves hadn't been going out in a long time. Um, so, he is the largest private producer of rockets. Um, and he he has this idea that he wants to reuse rockets once they've been sent out into space. Which, like, I don't really know if that's possible. Other scientists don't think that's possible. However, he has successfully collected pieces of, like, old rockets and machinery that he's sent out. So it is possible for him to, like, get them back. So And, like, rebuild one? Yeah. Because he thinks, in his mind, this is, like, at some point, all of Earth is going to have to travel somewhere else. So if only a rocket can only go up once, that's not really possible if you want everyone to go off of Earth. Yeah. So he's been focusing on the idea of reusable rockets, which... I don't think it's possible, but he thinks it is, and he's smarter than me, so. (laughs) So, and he he thinks that a Mars colony can be established by 2040. Damn, that's soon. Which is very soon. I'll be alive for it. I will never go. Yeah. I can't even get on an airplane. (laughs) (laughs) So I'll never be on Mars, but 2040 is very, very possible, especially if he can get, like, that greenhouse up there that he wants to get Mm -hmm. up there. If you could prove that the plants can live there and you can, like... I mean, every sci-fi movie I've ever seen, it's, like, they grow potatoes, like, out in Mars. So if they can, like, start growing potatoes up there, <laughs> then people will have food, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we'll see if it's possible. 2040 is very close. And just based off of his recent developments, I think it's possible. I think so, too. So we'll see how that stuff goes. SpaceX does seem to be his main like passion project and the thing that he's most focused on however obviously his biggest money maker is tesla mm-hmm. i mean so originally he was just an investor in tesla he didn't actually make tesla which i did not know i thought he was the guy that made tesla so he was originally just an investor in it and then he became on the board of directors in 2004 which again all of this stuff is happening so quickly and i don't know how he has time in the day to sleep <laughs> so after the recession in 2008, uh, he became CEO after some of the founders were ousted and he kind of became in charge of everything there. Um, I mean, Tesla, everyone knows what Tesla is. Yeah. <laughs> um, he stated that the main mission for Tesla originally was to build sports cars and then use that money to build affordable cars for everyone because he, like a lot of people, want to focus on electrical cars rather than like cars that use fuel. So he originally was making sports cars, and then he wanted to use that money to make affordable cars so that everyone can have electric cars. Um, so he actually is trying to help people. Yeah. Okay, I, ne- I never knew if he was, like... Because I don't know anything about him. Mm-hmm. So I never knew if he was, like, abusing his money and power and stuff. Yeah, a common theme seems to be that he, uh, most of what he does is because he thinks that something is going to happen to humanity, and he wants to fix it before it happens. Okay. That's kind of why he's created SpaceX. It's kind of why he created some of his other companies, too. So it does seem that he's doing all of these things. To help us? Yeah, for the help of humanity out of scientific curiosity and not just solely, like, for profit. Yeah. 
So, uh, so yeah. So he's his focus is making more affordable cars on Tesla right now. Um, he wants to obviously provide zero emission electrical power like options in his cars. He wants to not be using fuel. Um, his newest like mission statement from Tesla said that he wants to create stunning solar roofs with seamlessly integrated battery storage, expand the electrical vehicle product line to address all major segments. So basically he wants to make SUVs, pickup trucks, like that kind of stuff. Tesla's stock actually went up quite a lot recently because they officially said that they're going to be making like pickup trucks and Hmm. like things like that, which like, you know, America people love that. So, um, and especially, sorry, there are already electric cars, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't know this. <laughs> yeah. I don't Tesla's know already exist. Okay, I just don't know technology stuff. Yeah, like, every Tesla that's already exists, like, there's, Tesla has cars already out yeah. there. All of them are electrical. Yeah, okay. And they have, obviously you can charge your electric car at home, or they have, Tesla has really expanded, like, the equivalent of a gas station, but it's charging stations. Mm-hmm. So even if you're on the road, you can pull over oh, into shit. one of them and like charge your car. Are like, they like you everywhere? Your gas. Those? Off. Yeah. Shit, I didn't They're know. They're all over America. Obviously, there's more of them in like if you're in LA, if you're like where probably a lot in New York. Mm-hmm. But there is a decent amount of them that you can kind of drive it and not have to worry about if your battery's full. But obviously, you can just charge that at home. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there are a lot of electric cars. Yeah. Obviously, fuel cars are still the more popular. Yeah, they option. definitely are. But, like, Tesla's... You could tell just from looking at the stock of Tesla that, like, the expansion of electric cars has been huge and fast Mm -hmm. just because the stock has been... One stock at Tesla is so much, like, more money now than it would have been when it first, like, opened up and started. So, the other thing about Tesla is that they're... So, Tesla already has... Every car that you buy from them already has, like, a self-driving capability to it i knew that i just that's so crazy so it's not to the point that well in most cars it's not to the point that you could just like sleep not do anything exactly (laughs) (laughs) not do anything stand back not be driving at all but like if there's a car in front of you it'll know to stop if you need to it can probably park it like you know so it can do some self-driving things it's not completely you don't have to be doing anything it drives itself however as time goes on, time has gone on. The technology from it has advanced. A lot of Teslas can now identify stop signs, and like just like tell that there's a stop sign Damn. on the corner and just stop. So yeah, that technology has gotten way more advanced. So I think it's possible that in the future we have completely self-driving cars. I think so too. I don't like the idea of it, but why? Because, I don't know, I feel like they can mess up. I know what you mean. But people mess up so much more. 100%. You're right. (laughs) But, I don't know, I just trust the human mind more than I would trust technology. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Right now. But, like, 50 years from now, technology might be so much more better than our own intelligence. Which, we'll get into that later. Because he does a lot of AI stuff, which (laughs) is creepy to me, but whatever. (laughs) So yeah, that's the main thing with Tesla. That's obviously his most popular thing, the thing that's making him the most money right now. Um, another company <laughs> that he is a part of is the Boring Company, which at first sound, I have no idea what that was when yeah. I first looked into it, but Boring Company is basically the machine that you dig tunnels with. So Elon, he had this idea while he was sitting in traffic in L.A., and he was like, I feel like we shouldn't have to be sitting in this traffic. What if we dug tunnels underneath cities and just got 
there through these tunnels under the ground. Mm -hmm. So he originally, there was a focus on cars getting down. They actually did a test, a successful test of a car elevator to get a car down to a tunnel and could be possible to use. Now he's focusing on pedestrian and cyclists like using these tunnels. But he, he really wants to make one between different areas of LA. He's based in LA. So a lot of his stuff is progressing fastest in California. Um, he says that a drive that would be from one end of LA to the other that would normally take 45 minutes, if these tunnels were successful, it would take five minutes. Damn. Yeah. Which, I don't really know how... I feel like the more cars you put in the tunnel, it's just going to get just as backed up as the top. <laughs> so I don't really know the logistics on it, but whatever. That's what he claims. <laughs> um, so like I said, he has a very... You could tell just from how he runs Tesla that he has a focus on things being ecologically conscious so he now is focusing on the pedestrians and cyclists more than the cars themselves um he also wants to make a hyperloop which is basically like it's the creepiest thing ever if i can only imagine being in a hyperloop i think it would be the scariest thing in the world you're basically laying down in a tunnel Mm -hmm. in like a train kind of thing but you're laying down there's no windows around you and you're in this like train thing like a bullet train and it gets you from one end of the country to the other in, like, minutes or whatever. Yeah. But think so about wait, how like fast kinda, you're going. It's, like, really tight in there? Yeah, you're, like, laying in it. Yeah, no. <laughs> With no windows. So yeah. you're not, like, looking at it. It's not like you can look out. It would make me feel better if I could look out. Yeah, me too. But you're under the ground, basically, in, like, a almost coffin-y feeling thing, <laughs> oh, if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> and then it just speeds you down. So he is fascinated with that. He wants to make one from L.A. to New York. Yeah. And he wants to make one from New York to DC. So I mean, we'll how see long would it take to make? Oh, to get there? Yeah, like, like from let's say LA to New York. Well, the goal for him is to do it in minutes. Damn, which That'll that's insane. Convenient. I think realistically, he could do it in hours. I mean, and all things considered, it probably takes you days to drive from one end to the other. So the difference between that and going in the hyperloop would be insanely different. Yeah. But, yeah, so that's his goal. A lot of people have, like, government officials haven't really loved the idea of doing it. Um, I get it, safety-wise. If I was a little kid going in a Hyperloop, I think I'd be terrified out of my mind. I don't think I'd ever go in one. So I get, like, this people that don't really want to participate in it and, like, fund it. But he has said before that some government officials have given him verbal approval to make the one from New York to D.C., which, like, verbal agreements, like, that doesn't really mean anything in the government, but... So that's his goal on that. Um, to me, his creepiest company is Neuralink, uh, which he founded in 2016, and it's basically... When I explained this to you before, this is the one that's, like, every Black Mirror episode where they put stuff in your brain, and the idea of anything going in your brain and anyone running that company is very freaky to me yeah me too yeah so that's that one so the like stated goal like the things that he says out loud for the company is that the company aims to make devices to treat serious brain diseases in the short term with the eventual goal of human enhancement (laughs) so like the human enhancement part's kind of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind it if it's solely for we want to like help people with diseases. Yeah, That's but I fine. feel like they're gonna make us into robots. Hundred <laughs> percent. Like so, human enhancement and transhumanism is basically he's gonna 
try to you know take qualities and kind of like make the perfect human yeah out of a person which i really i hate that ethically i hate it um he says that it wouldn't necessarily mean surgery uh to get one of these things inserted in you um it's more like an implant in a vein or an artery which like (laughs) um so but his explanation for why he thinks that humans need to do that kind of thing is because we need to have symbiosis with artificial intelligence because Elon thinks that the world is going to end because of artificial intelligence. He thinks it's going to become so advanced that that's what's the biggest threat to humanity to him is artificial intelligence. But how so? Well, I mean, I believe it from him because he's one of the people making artificial intelligence. So (laughs) if he is that worried about it, he's also one of the ones making it. So I kind of believe it. But why does he think that's... What does he mean, the end? He thinks that, like... If artificial intelligence gets into the wrong hands and it's created mm. to not be like a democratic, like beneficial thing, that the intelligence, the artificial intelligence is just going to become so advanced that it's going to start. That makes sense. So he's worried that artificial intelligence is going to start making its own artificial intelligence, you know? It's going to be like smart an army. House. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And they're just going to kill everyone. <laughs> so you're going to become like just. If artificial intelligence creates its own artificial intelligence, then that's, like, a whole army in itself. And yeah. It's, yeah. So he sees them as the biggest threat to humanity. So why is he making them? Well, so... I feel like he's not good now. What? He just told me he's a good person, and now I'm not really with him. Well, I mean, I think... I still think he's a good person. I just think he is trying to do... Think of anything that could possibly happen to humans and get ahead of it. Like, he's trying to be in charge of an artificial intelligence and get ahead of artificial intelligence because he thinks it's better if he helps okay. lead the way to it instead of, like, a bad guy. In his mind, I think that's I think that's what his logic would be for it. So, his other... So, he does have a company that is called OpenAI, and it conducts research in the field of artificial intelligence. Um, so, what they say is the mission of it is to promote and develop friendly AI in such a way as to benefit humanity as a whole. I don't want um, that. Yeah, he was the co-founder now. He's just, like, a funder. Like, he just is a donor to it and investor in it. He's not actually, like, on the board or whatever. But I feel like if he's donating a significant amount of the funds, he probably has a good chunk of a say over there. Uh, he's also, anyone, any of these companies that he's not CEO of himself, it's someone that he's very, very close with that is CEO so really, truly, even if he's not on paper CEO, he has a bunch of say in what goes on. No, AI freaks me out because they, they can't feel emotion, but they can, like, mock emotion. Yes. And that scares me because it's, like, I don't know. It's like I freaky. feel like at some point, their fake emotion, the AIs are going to think is real emotion. Yeah, it's And freaky. they're going to start living their own lives. Yeah. And it's very weird. Yeah. Yeah. I don't so like it. The AI that they've created so far is, like very friendly things they like create robots that have video game competitions amongst each other and like do you remember what, sorry this is like off topic but yeah. there was a robot on jimmy fallon that like did a duet with him <laughs> do you oh know my gosh yes sophia or whatever so, her name was I that think her name no okay well that was freaky i don't like but that. yeah there are yeah she was very human like yeah i know she like, sang with him and i didn't like it yeah and her faces are i don't like ais that are like very like look like humans yeah too. she had like emotion in her face yeah. so so no but truly ai is getting like insanely advanced he 
So most of the things that projects that he has done have been friendly things. They do competition with each other. They teach each other things. So it's all friendly so far. So he said that his AI, he's trying to create it not at a cheaper price, but in a way that it's accessible to everyone and that every household can have AI. Because if you think about it, if like one world leader gets like exclusive AI, like they can weaponize it and militarize it. And obviously he claims that he's trying to avoid it. A lot of people thought it was shady. He made this company a, like, it was originally a non-profit company and then it became a for-profit company. And so he's making money off of it. And people like, didn't really like that. And people started to think they could start buying AI. And so people thought that was kind of shady, but yeah. So that's what he claims is the point of his AI. I kind of believe it because he's openly said so often about how he thinks AI is going to be the end of the world. <laughs> so I really think he's just trying to get a jump on it so that it's positive instead of negative uses of AI. Um, so that's basically it on the general facts on Elon. Like I said, this is not really as many conspiracies as much as it. I have no idea how this guy has done any of the things that he's done. Mm-hmm. I mean, after the, he had his kid and named it X-Ash-A-12, <laughs> or whatever it is, I was like, I gotta learn about this guy. <laughs> so, so the people that is in space now, they're mm-hmm. still there? They're in the space station, yeah. Okay. They're at the International Space Station. Okay. They're gonna be there for, I don't know exactly how long, but like when you go to the space station, you usually live there for a little bit of time. Damn, that's yeah. really cool. Yeah, I could never... But I think it's really cool. Can you imagine coming home and being like, I lived in space for however many months? Yeah, no. <laughs> but it's different time, isn't it? Kind of? Yeah. He, they like have different weights up there. They're like going to have to like, I'm pretty sure when astronauts come back, they have to like re- relearn how to walk and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> but so they live, so he seems to be the forefront on space travel instead of NASA, which is very strange to me. So the only specific theories about him people like to say that he's an alien and that's why he's so obsessed with spacex and that's why he has all these technologies because he's an alien and he's bringing it back i don't buy into that one the most common theory about him though is that elon's a time traveler and he is kind of just taking the technology from in the future and bringing it here Mm -hmm. which is the one that i can believe more even if i don't necessarily think it's true i can believe it more just because also his dad's like shady sound kind of sounds like a made up character you know what i mean like he's not made up but like i could believe it if that whole family of like funky characters were all time travelers (laughs) but so yeah those are the two popular theories about what could be with him there's also a world war one vet named raymond kalashaw um it's a picture of just a random vet from World War One, and people think that it looks so much like Elon that that's, you know, the old Elon, and okay. he's time-traveled to here, and that's just proof that he time-travels around. But those are the two common theories about him. I don't really believe any of them, but I also think... I think something is up with him, because I have no... The idea of someone accomplishing as much as he has in the short amount of time that he has is insane to me. It is. Especially independently like that. Exactly. He, and as much as he had some money when he started, he wasn't like a billionaire. He like had to kind of start from the ground up. And I have no idea how he's that smart. If all he has is a bachelor's, I have a bachelor's and I couldn't do any of the things that he does. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's really it on him. 
if you know more about him or if you have some fun theories on him, because I kind of want to hear some more crazy theories on him. On If anyone really thinks that he's an alien or like a time traveler, like, let me know, because I want to get behind it because I find it hard to believe that he's just like everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we're going to get into what Emily claims is one of the craziest deaths she's ever heard of. Yeah, so grab your popcorn, grab some snacks, because this is a wild one. Alright, so today we're going to talk about the mysterious circumstances surrounding the death of Elisa Lam. So this is for Syed because me and him had stayed up. We actually talked about this case about, I don't know, like a few months ago. And we were up until like 4am trying to come up with theories on what happened to her. And I think that this will like drive you insane. Okay. Because this is the kind of case where there's at least 20 theories about it. And every theory has like a truth in it, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. So there's not one universal one that you could be like, oh, that's definitely what happened. But literally every single theory has some part in it that so you're like, you've definitely. So you've had to be thinking about this for years. So now I have to. Yes. Because got it. It's so insane. <laughs> so let's dive right in. So she was born on April 30th, 1991 in Vancouver, Canada. And she was born to parents um, who were from Hong Kong. Okay. She was a college student at the time of her death. Uh, she was 21, so I'm assuming she was, like, a senior, probably, at the University of British Columbia when her body was found at the Cecil Hotel in downtown L.A., and that was in 2013. Wait, it was found in L.A.? It was found in L.A. But she went to school in Canada. Yeah, so I'll tell, I'll get into why she was in L.A. Okay. But her death was ruled an accident, which does not sit well with me, and I okay. know, I know, as soon as you hear this, once I get into all the details you're not going to think it's an accident either. Okay. And I want to hear your theories as well, whoever's listening, because there's just, this case is just insane. Like, there's so many things that could have happened. Okay. All right, so, let's get into this. <laughs> the reason why she was in LA was because um, she was 21 years old, and she decided to go on a solo trip um, to California. And after she first arrived in California, she was acting completely normal. Okay. So she was with her parents, and she told them that she was going on the trip. They knew about it. Her friends knew about it. And she got to LA, I guess she was just, she was probably like a senior, so it was like her last year, she was just trying to enjoy it, I guess. Um, and so she posted pictures of herself visiting the San Diego Zoo, mm-hmm. and she was in touch with her parents every day. So nothing okay. seemed out of the ordinary. She's like, you know when you go anywhere, like you call your mom. Yeah. Oh, I do, like every day. <laughs> well, yeah, especially if she's in a different country on Ex- her own, yeah. on vacation, it makes sense. And so yeah, they said just she was acting ex- exactly how she acted before. Mm-hmm. On January 26th, she finally checked into the CISO Hotel. And she was assigned to share a room with a few other girls on the hotel's fifth floor. But her roommates quickly complained to the hotel about Elisa's certain odd behavior. That's like a quote that they actually said. Um, And as the hotel lawyer, that's what he called it. And she was moved to a single room after only two days. Wait, why was she sharing a room with a bunch of other people? I I don't know. They just assigned them, I guess, like that. But it wasn't people like... It wasn't anyone that she went with, I don't believe. Okay. So she didn't like know them. Okay. They just assigned rooms when she got there. And after, like, two days, they were like, uh, she's being weird, or, like, being... Mm. She's doing weird stuff, so they moved her to a single. Okay. What? Okay, keep going. (laughs) It'll come back. (laughs) So, are you familiar with the Cecil Hotel? No. Oh, man, let me tell you. (laughs) Why? What is it? Because this particular hotel has so much violence associated with it, that American Horror Story Season 5 Hotel was, Mm -hmm. like, based on this hotel. Why do people stay there? So, um, because it's creepy. I would stay there. I want to stay there. I would not... (laughs) I want to go on a trip, like a big group trip. Oh my trip. god, you would drag me to that too. Yes, I would. <laughs> we have to investigate if we're going to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> so the Cecil Hotel was built in the 1920s, and just to give you a taste of how cursed this hotel is, Elizabeth Short, better known as Black Dahlia. Got it. She uh, is also a character in American Horror Story, just yeah, a side note. Um, That's the only reason why I know. <laughs> 
she was seen at the Cecil Hotel just before her body was found cut up and mutilated, like in a grass somewhere. And also the infamous um, serial killer Richard Ramirez, or AKA the Night Stalker, he wreaked havoc on LA and murdered women all while living on the top floor of the Cecil Hotel. I'm gonna be honest. I don't know who Richard Ramirez is. The only reason why I know who that is is because he pops up in a bunch of songs. He's also (laughs) an American Horror Story too. Really? (laughs) Yeah, they just put like everybody in it. In Hotel? He's in Hotel. Mm, That's why. I haven't seen Hotel. He's also in 1984. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I can go on for an hour about all the gruesome events and chilling residents that found a home in the Cecil Hotel, but that was just the gist. Mm -hmm. Like, look it up yourself. You can honestly do an entire podcast on just that. But yeah. So when I started following Elisa's case back when it occurred in 2013, I wasn't surprised to hear that this is where it occurred. Mm -hmm. Elisa's mysterious death became so publicized that... When they did make Hotel for American Horror Story, Ryan Murphy, the creator, he said he was inspired by, quote, the surveillance video of a young woman who got into an elevator at a downtown hotel and was never seen again. Okay. Which I will show you it, um, the elevator footage, but it's so freaky and I cannot wait to show you. Okay. So let's get back on track. Back to Elisa's story. Okay. (laughs) Basically, everyone around Elisa, um, both her roommates and even the hotel staff, they noticed that she was acting strange so much that I said she was giving a separate room so that she would not be around anybody. Now, I feel like that wasn't the good choice on the hotel staff's part. Because if she was acting that strange, I don't think she should have been left alone. Yeah. Especially when you see, like, what happens. It's just kind of... I don't know why they would do that. Yeah, I mean, if she was acting strange enough that the people she was with had to literally report it. Yeah. They probably could have at least, I don't know, left a guard out of outside her door or like exactly. something like that. But a big major thing in this case that police looked into um, was that Elisa was diagnosed with depression and bipolar disorder, Mm -hmm. and she was taking four different uh, medications during the time of her death. Okay. So they thought that the medications might have caused Elisa to have, like, a psychotic episode, but her friends and family all said that she had been on these medications for a very long time, and Mm -hmm. she had had no um, suicidal ideations or attempts ever. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's been taking the medicine for that long. Yeah. Then... Something like this would have happened at some point before that incident. Exactly. And so I feel like a lot of the time people will just jump to, oh, you're taking these meds. That's what caused everything. Yeah. Where it's like, no, like if she's been on them, like she knows, she knows like herself, like yeah. she knows what she can take. So I feel like, and especially because her parents were like, no, that, I mean, they live with her. They knew how they she know. was. They would know. Yeah. So. so Elisa, she did have a blog where she discussed mental illness and her own personal struggles um, prior to her death mm-hmm. and some of her posts were pretty withdrawn and one particular post which caught the attention of like police after this happened uh was titled you're always haunted by the idea that you're wasting your life mm. so i mean people really looked into that but that's something that i would post like <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah i feel like in a way that sounds i don't want to trivialize it but it sounds like kind of poetic-y and, yeah. like, literature-y. So uh, yeah, I think it just... might have been a quote from something, too. Yeah, and she could have said that title just because she thought that it was a good representation of something going on, or it was just a good, yeah. like, title. It doesn't have to be something deeper than that. Exactly. And if she did say you're always haunted by the idea, the idea you're wasting your life, like, she was doing, like, she was going on a trip. She was, like, doing something. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not like she was just withdrawn, like, staying yeah. inside. And just be, I don't know, like, if, if that's what was going on in her mind, sure, but that doesn't necessarily mean she's gonna act on Exactly. Anything. Yeah. So Elisa did decide to end her blog in 2012, which was a year before she accidentally died. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, Because she didn't want anyone thinking that she was unstable. Mm -hmm. And she also didn't want it to interfere with her finishing her undergrad career. And she wanted to go on um, to grad school. Mm -hmm. 
So she didn't want anyone to see it and be like, oh, like not get accepted to grad school or whatever. So the fact that she was like planning her education forward and like she wanted to do all this, it just makes me feel like they're labeling it is just, I don't know. It just doesn't seem accurate. Yeah, she's planning for the future. She's not going to mess it up. Yeah. So that's a lot of background on her, you know, on Elisa. But let's get into her actual disappearance now. Or death, I should say. But this is an insane case. So, Elisa called her parents during uh, every day during the trip to California, mm-hmm. which is why they were immediately worried when she failed to contact them on January 31st, mm-hmm. the day she was supposed to check out of the Cecil Hotel. Mm. So she went missing the day she was supposed to check out, which is already sketchy in itself. Yeah. Because nobody was staying with her. Nobody knew that she was checking out this day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And clearly the fact that her parents were so concerned right away and called the police that day shows that Elisa was responsible and that the circumstances of her death were completely out of character for yeah. her. And I just, like I said before, I just wanted to say that because mental health is so stigmatized and a lot of the times it's easy to just blame it on a mental yeah. disorder. Yeah, it would be easy for someone to just be like, oh, she ran off or did something to herself just because of that when yeah. really that could have absolutely nothing to do with it. Exactly. So this is also because they were trying to figure out who had seen her or whatever. Um, Katie Orphan, she was the manager of the bookstore that was located next to the hotel. Mm-hmm. And when, she was one of the last people to see Elisa alive. So Katie told police that Elisa had come into her bookstore that day to buy gifts for her family as souvenirs from her trip to L.A. And she said that Elisa was very friendly and outgoing, and she was asking questions and holding, like, full conversations and stuff mm-hmm. about, like, the books or whatever she was buying, and she didn't appear off in any way. And that was just a few hours before she went missing. Mm. And the fact that she was, like, buying souvenirs and stuff, I feel like if you're gonna kill yourself or if you're gonna, like, whatever happened with her, um, you wouldn't be, like, I don't know. I feel like you wouldn't be out buying souvenirs for people. No, if you, if it was premeditated and already planned, why would you be spending your money on something that you're not even gonna be able to give to them? Exactly. Uh, and also, aside from Katie Orphan, many of the hotel staff said that they saw Elisa that day as well. And they also verified that Elisa was acting completely fine. And what mm-hmm. she would, like, talk to them as she passed. Mm-hmm. Like, she was holding conversations. She was very friendly. So nothing was off at all. Mm-hmm. And because of, you know, because she did go missing. Well, the family said she went missing. But you know how nobody ever believes you until it's too late. Yeah. So the police could only search Elisa's room on the grounds of probable cause, which was very limited. Um, because the hotel didn't want them searching around and drawing any more bad attention to it. Which is so stupid because she could be in someone else's room. Yeah, I know. She could have been, like, in another part of the hotel yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, so two weeks go by. Two weeks. Like, two whole weeks. That's insane to me. Wait, they weren't... Al- no. In two weeks, they weren't allowed to search anymore? No. So, two weeks go by where they're not allowed to search. They're like, oh, she'll turn up. Like, what? she's just probably ran away. But, like, her parents were like, no, she's missing. Because I thought they weren't allowed to search anywhere because it was only, like, 24 hours or 48 hours, whatever it is. So you would think after a couple days... Yeah. You'd be like, oh, this is enough suspicion. I know. And, yeah, so two whole weeks go by before the hotel even gives over camera footage of Elisa. Camera footage? Camera footage the day she died. Or the day she went missing, should I say. That's crazy. Yeah. Why couldn't they give the footage beforehand? That doesn't make sense. I know. That's what. That's why people think the hotel had something to do with it, or the ho- mm. someone in the hotel. Yeah. So this video surveillance of the video of Elisa in the elevator gives me chills, and it doesn't make any sense. Oh God. So I'm gonna show it to you. It's not even like there's nothing gruesome that happens at all. Okay. But it like ugh, just the way she's behaving will give you the chills. Okay. So I'm gonna show uh, Shannon it right now, and then I'll explain what happened. But I just kind of want to see what your take is on it. Okay. So the video footage um, is shot from inside the elevator, and you can kind of see the hallway that's directly outside of it, but you can't see, like, the entire hallway. So Elisa enters the elevator, and she presses multiple floors, one right after the other. It kind of looks like she's going in a straight line. 
And when the doors of the elevator fail to close for a few seconds, Alisa sticks her head out of the elevator. She looks both ways and then she like jumps back into the elevator really quickly um, and backs up to the wall next to the control panel. Like she's, it kind of looks like she's hiding from someone or something, but there's like nothing there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then throughout the entire videotape, no one else is there and the doors stay open throughout the whole thing. So she cautiously looks back outside the elevator again as if someone's chasing her kind of. But nothing out of the ordinary is happening for us, like for people watching it. Uh, and then she comes back inside the elevator and her hands are on each side of her head. It kind of looks like she'd be covering her ears or her temples. And then she goes back to pressing all the buttons while the elevator doors are still open. That's the part that gets me is that yeah. they don't close. Because I was thinking maybe she hit like a certain sequence where it just stayed open. Mm-hmm. But anyway, she finally goes outside in the hallway one last time and looks... It kind of looks like she's talking to somebody or something that's not there, like something invisible. Mm -hmm. And you saw, she's like waving her hands in front of her face, like through the air, and she just looks like she's motioning to stuff. Um, But again, like nobody's there. And then eventually, after many failed attempts to go into another floor, Elisa's seen walking away very calmly, so she doesn't appear to be running from anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, she just simply walks out of view, and the ending of the video is the weirdest part, because right after she leaves, the doors close. And that's just, I don't get it, why? Yeah, so, I, first watching it, I was like, oh, she's hiding from someone. Yeah, but nobody came, they'd be chasing after her. So I was like, if she's pressing all these buttons, she's just trying to get to any other floor. To get away from someone. To get away from someone, then she hides in one corner, and then she hides in the corner by the control panel, so I'm like, okay... The corner by the control panel is probably the corner that would be the best to hide from someone. Yes. So I was like, okay, that's what she's doing. And then she kept sticking her head out, but, like, very slowly. Like, not as in, like, oh, I need to urgently see if someone's around me. So it was, like, clear that someone wasn't immediately a threat to her, right? Yes. And she went back in and then checked to make sure that all of them were still pressed. So I was like, that doesn't really make sense. It was also creepy that she only picked the buttons on one side to press in a row. And then when she went out, the creepy part for me was when she went outside and was, like, motioning to someone that wasn't there. Because her hand motions weren't typical hand motions that you would do just, like, how you and I would talk with our hands. It was, like, very, like, sporadic Slide, yeah. and, like, weird movements. So it wasn't natural movements. And then when she went back in, and she was just standing there. And I don't like that the elevator door didn't close. <laughs> because she pressed at least, like, six buttons. I know. So if the ele- in the elevator's mind, you know, <laughs> it thinks that it needs to go to all of these floors, so you think it would go quickly. Yeah. And then it just never moves. It just doesn't Let move. alone the door close. Even if it's not going to move, the door should at least... If the elevator's stuck, the door's still closing. You I know, know what I yeah. mean? When an elevator gets stuck, the door is still closed. So I don't like that. And I don't, I don't like even... that she just walks off. I know. None she of that walk... was for any reason. I know. Like, I'd say maybe if she was running, she, like, saw someone and she was going to take the stairs or like, yeah. get out of the place in general. Mm-hmm. But she's just, like, walking like it's just another day. Yeah, I don't get it. It's so freaky. Like, I thought she was on drugs, too, but I don't know. I'll, I'll get into the theories and then okay. you can try to decide. Okay. Because that was my first thought, <laughs> that her movements and, like, the awkwardness of it is just so unnatural to me that, to me, something needs to be going on. Yeah. Let's get into the theories, because there's a lot of them, but I'll just give you the most popular ones. Okay. So the first one, like you said, Alisa was trying to get to the elevator to escape someone pursuing her and trying to harm her. This could be true, but then where was the person? Mm -hmm. Even if they were way behind her, the video is pretty long. Yeah. And I will link the video also in the description box Mm -hmm. so you can see it. But, like, it's pretty long. Somebody would have came. 100%. Somebody would have caught up to her. And after the doors didn't close the first time, I'd be running for the stairs. If someone was chasing me, I wouldn't have even gotten in the elevator. I wouldn't either. I'd be running downstairs. Yeah. And then, 
if the elevator wasn't working after the first shot of it, I would be like, oh, well, forget this then. Yeah. And go to something else. And her actions of peeking outside the elevator are, and clearly looking paranoid and hiding, like, you know, behind the wall and stuff, mm-hmm. it kind of makes this theory seem like it could be true, mm-hmm. but it just doesn't hold much weight when you realize how much time goes by yeah. that she's waiting for the doors to close. Yeah. Like, somebody could have definitely came. Yeah, it's fair, because that was my first thought, that yeah. she was hiding from someone, but after watching the whole thing, it doesn't seem possible. Especially after she calmly walks away. That's the part that gets me. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't be calm in that situation. Mm-hmm. So the next popular theory, um, which I originally thought as well, when I first, <laughs> I thought I thought all of these. Let me just say that <laughs> I still think that all of these are true somehow. <laughs> but it's the that she may have been under the influence of like ecstasy or acid or another drug, which yeah. could maybe cause hallucinations yeah, or like even reality. Like yeah, that. or even like interfere because she was on medications, maybe mm-hmm. interfere That's with that true. and cause a psychotic break. However, after her body was found, which I will get into. Okay. Uh, no drugs were found in her body. So this mm. th- this theory doesn't hold much weight either. Yeah, because they would have been in her system. Somehow. I know. Yeah. Because that is a decent thought. Because it's true, I didn't even think about. If she was already on those medications, mm-hmm. plus on top of if she did take any drugs, like, that would have messed it up and made it even worse. Yeah. On top of what it was already going to be. Yep. But... Th- that would still be in her system, so that doesn't make sense to me at all. Yeah, like, that one, I'd say, out of all of them, is, like, the most plausible, but, yeah. like, there's not... They would have found it in the 100%. autopsy. Mm. So, yeah. Unless the autopsy's rigged. But probably Ooh, not. I don't but, see yeah, probably not. <laughs> Just a random <laughs> thought, but also I don't see why they would do that. Yeah, I feel like the hotel would try... Like, I feel like the footage might be rigged or something, but yeah. not the autopsy. Well, if that footage is rigged, they need to get someone else to edit their footage, because <laughs> there's no way they would release that thinking it would solve anything. <laughs> So once her bipolar disorder was released to the public, um, mm-hmm. people jumped to the conclusion that she was having an episode. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, her loved ones don't think for a second that this is true. And I don't believe this either. It just, it does not validate yeah. me. And she, from what the sounds of it, she's a fully functional exactly. person. Like, I don't know. I feel like she would have had some kind of psychotic break before if she'd already been on medication for however many years. Mm-hmm. Like, an incident like this would have happened at least once before. That exactly. they could say, okay, this does happen to her every once in a while. Yeah, and, like, her loved ones wouldn't, like, they would know she was on a trip alone. Yeah. They wouldn't be like, they, they wouldn't, wouldn't let her home. go on her own if something like that was at risk of happening. Exactly. So the last theory, um, which is very popular, it's probably the most popular one. Okay. Is that this was the result of something paranormal. Oh, God. <laughs> no, the thing is that, like, at first I'm going to say, oh, God, I'm not going to believe this. Me but, too. But, like, also, I might. <laughs> See? I don't believe it either, but once I saw a video, I was like, shit. Yeah, it might be. So this would explain the way she was, like, interacting with someone or something in the hallway that wasn't seen that on wasn't video. There. Like, it was just invisible, but she was, like, full-on interacting, like, yeah. having a conversation, it looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, kind of like how we're talking right now, but there was just nobody, which yeah. is so freaky to me. Not to mention, she was literally... Um, okay. She was staying in the Cecil Hotel. Let's just talk about... Okay. I told you all the people who died in there. Yeah. Come on. It's the, one of the most most notoriously haunted hotels in America. Uh-huh. And many people have been murdered and went missing under unusual circumstances. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't really surprise me. Which I don't even... Else. Yeah. I don't even believe in, like, paranormal stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But... I mean, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, not really. Like, I don't know how I think about it. But I do... Like, to me, there have been so many instances of ghosts and haunted and creepy stuff happening that I feel like... There probably are some, so it is possible, especially, I guess, if it's going to happen somewhere, this seems to be the place that it's, it's going to happen. This is, like, the hot spot for it. Oh, God, I hate it. And this, honestly, out of all the theories, this is the only one that would explain the elevator doors. I hate that this is, like, the most probable. 
But the one that has to do with ghosts is yeah. probably the most realistic one. Because I feel like that's the only explanation for the elevator doors. They stayed open until she left. There is no reason it should be open. Unless the hotel had it some kind of rigged, kept it open, whatever. But I don't see why they would do that yeah, I don't see all. why either. Like, there's no reasoning for that to happen. So I don't... Mm. Yeah. And I thought maybe, oh, the elevator could be broken or something. No, because the police further investigated the elevator and discovered that it was not broken at all and there was, like, no mechanical errors. Mm. It was, like, when they used it, it was working fine however any other one did. Mm. So that's why I was kind of... Because at first I was like, oh, it's just broken, whatever. Yeah. No. But I would think it was broken until it closes as soon as she walks away. Because then that it's like, oh, so me. it is working. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yep. So, like I mentioned before, many people do believe that the hotel tampered with the video surveillance before handing it over to police and making it public. I'm not sure how I personally feel about this, but it seems plausible once you, like, find everything out. Because, first of all, they did take two weeks to release it. That's very sketchy. Which, if somebody went missing, you'd think they would just release it right away so they could find them. Mm -hmm. And viewers believe that an entire minute of elevator footage was discreetly removed because the the timestamp on the bottom is obscured throughout the video. It's, like, blurry. I didn't even see it. So, but that makes sense, though, then. If the time is going to jump around, they need to make sure that you can't see it. Yeah, it was completely blurry. I can't even see the timestamp. That makes sense. Like, you see it across the bottom, but it's completely blurred out. Mm, That makes sense. Um, This could have been... I don't know. They thought maybe they could have changed up the time to protect the identity of someone else on the elevator. Like, a normal person, not a killer. But why would they do that? Yeah. Um, Especially if someone went missing. But it also could be because Elisa's death was not, in fact, an accident at all. Because mm. they ruled it an accident, but there's no way in hell this is an accident. Yeah. I'm sorry. And if this... So if someone, random person, did get on the elevator, you would want that person on the video because you would want mm-hmm. to be able to identify them and question them and that kind of stuff. Yeah, even if they didn't do anything, they saw her. They could tell you how she was acting. Yeah, you could tell her if, if she was actually talking to someone, if she was talking to herself, if mm-hmm. however she was acting, they could tell you that. Yeah, and the Cecil Hotel has not released a statement regarding this claim that it's like faked or anything they're just like completely ignoring it that's crazy um they also held police i said for two weeks so this Mm. could have been because they really did i mean it could have been because they thought she really just had left or something Mm. and she was no longer in the hotel and like i said they didn't want to bring any bad publicity to it but it already has such a bad reputation it it probably was because they like knew something else they weren't letting on and that's crazy to me that the police don't have the authority to be like you need to hand me the tape like now (laughs) i guess because they didn't find her body or anything like initially yeah i guess that's true then she's still just a missing person and she was like 21 it's not like she was under 18 or anything yeah so it's not like a minor or like an amber alert or anything like that Mm. but still all right so let's talk about the discovery of the body because this case gets even crazier you're gonna oh my god you're gonna lose you lose your mind (laughs) this is insane During the search for Elisa, hotel guests began reporting low water pressure and complained to hotel staff that the water coming out of the shower and faucets was black and had a weird taste to it. Oh, no. Okay, keep going. (laughs) So on February 19th, after two and a half weeks of searching for Elisa, Mm -hmm. police found her body in one of the hotel's 1,000-gallon water tanks on the roof, which provided water to all guest rooms and to the kitchen. Oh, my God, you're kidding. Yeah, she was decomposing. That's a joke. No, it's not a joke. They were drinking her decomposing body. That's why it was black, and that's why it tasted weird. And nobody thought to check that earlier if people were complaining. I know. That the water was discolored and black. Yep. 
It's like, I can't and, even imagine that. Oh, my God. Can you imagine being a person that stayed in that hotel and then no. went home and then heard on the news this? Yeah, no, I watched a video of a woman who was in the hotel at the same time, and she also was talking about how the water was black. And she said the hotel, like, refunded them, but kind of just brushed it under the rug like how they always do. Like, what? Like, you can't even refund that. Oh, my God. And then this hotel could probably get away with, like, literally anything. Yeah. they could just say, like, oh, it's haunted. It's part like of the Like, everyone charm. murdered here. Yeah. Like... Oh my god. Yeah, it's insane. So Elisa, yeah, (laughs) I'll tell you how she was found. So Elisa was found naked, floating in the tank, and the coroner ruled it an accidental drowning. What? I know. What is she just chilling in the tank? I know. How did she even get in there? Oh, I don't know. Get out of here. I know. Drowning. It's bullshit. So her body was decomposing, so that's why the water that the guests were showering in, drinking, and using oh my God. to brush their teeth was Oh black. my god, I didn't even think about brushing your teeth yeah. with it. Or just like drinking <sighs> it, you know, from like, you oh could just take a- Oh my god. Yeah. And a shower. Oh showering it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> so it's a drowning. Yep. Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. Want to hear the craziest part is that her body was found on the 19th, February 19th. Mm-hmm. And they, the police and everyone involved just were like, they wanted the case closed so fast that they ruled it an accidental drowning on February 21st, only two days after Come her body's found. Come on. Come on. You have to investigate you that. You probably couldn't even have done a proper autopsy I know. on that in two days. I know. I feel like you gotta get lab results back, like two days. Especially because it was thousand gallon water tank and I... Yeah, so, so did they say the medical reason of her death, like the medical cause of death was they, they, like suffocation, like from drowning? You yeah. know what I mean? They said it was drowning. And it probably might have been drowning, but I don't think I she put herself in there. I believe that. I feel like if you did a for real autopsy on it now, a way, like an own private thing outside of the police, then you would not just mm-hmm. say that she died from like, you know, yeah. water getting in her lungs or whatever the official term is for if you were drowning. <laughs> Especially because the police wanted to close it so fast. Like, just oh, as fast as the oh. hotel did. Why? I don't know why. I feel so bad for her parents. I can't Come even imagine on. it. That is not a drowning. A dr- Why is she in the... Why would she go in the tank in the first place? Uh-huh. Are they going to say she was acting crazy right beforehand so that she just jumped in the tank? Yeah, that's basically what they said. She was crazy on the elevator. Yeah, Get that's out of here. So that's probably why the hotel wasn't mad that she's acting crazy on the elevator. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I will... Uh-huh. I will post pictures um, of the water tanks uh, on, on Instagram or somewhere, but they were huge. So they were eight feet tall and they sat on top of two feet tall concrete blocks. Okay. And Elisa was like five feet. Yeah, so how'd she even get up there? So she was 10 feet tall in total and there wasn't, the, even the crew had to use ladders. Here, these are pictures There's of them. There's no way she gets this is where up she was there. Found. What? Yep. Oh. So, um, it took, yeah, in total they were 10 feet tall and they were also protected by heavy lids that even if she managed to get one open, even the police say that she would it would be impossible to close from the inside. However, the water tank's lid was closed perfectly, like, like it wasn't even opened. So how the oh hell are they going to rule this an accident? Come on. I feel so bad for her family. That's like no justice. So it's obviously not an accident. Yeah. If she literally... I mean, she's like, seems like a smaller girl. She's, yeah, like I don't know how not, tall, but I think she's like five feet. Like, not yeah, tall. Yeah, so she, I don't even think she'd be able to get the lid open in the first place. Mm-hmm. Let alone, it's impossible. Nobody could get it closed. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay. And like, it just seems so suspicious that they closed it so fast when they even admitted that she can't probably climb in herself. So if they're literally saying this is impossible and they were still like, yup. <laughs> That yeah. doesn't make any sense at all. And not to mention, the guests um, didn't have roof access. So, qu- so how did she even get there in the first place? Yeah, Someone well, in the hotel. People were quickly pointing fingers at hotel staff for knowing more and they were letting on. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But basically, (laughs) yeah, so all doors and stairs to the hotel's roof are locked. Okay. And you need the keys that only the staff had to get onto the roof. Mm -hmm. However, these keys weren't found in the tank with Elisa. Only her room key was. I'm like... Okay, so obviously it's someone that has the key. Yeah. And then police said, oh, there was an opening um, through the fire escape Mm -hmm. where you didn't need a key. Okay. But they were like, oh, maybe she climbed through the fire escape. But it just doesn't seem logical for her to, like, not be on camera, first of all, doing that. True. And second of all, like, she didn't know the hotel that well. She was there for, like, three days. Why would she have found this random one fire escape that gets you to the roof? That's what I'm saying. Like, it just seems a little sketch. And there would be a recording of it, but also if there's a recording of it, the hotel is clearly not trying to release it. Yeah, the hotel is, like, hiding it. Uh Uh-uh. Okay. And that is literally all the information they released. They closed the case on... (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what? Yeah. No, they closed the case on February 21st, and they were like, accident, bam, and nobody's looked into it. It's never been reopened or anything? Nope. um, Like I said, they closed it, and the police fully support the statement that this was an accident, and they also completely discredit the theory that it was a suicide attempt. I feel like they might have been like, to try to cover it up even faster, they would have said it was a suicide. But they were like, no, she just accidentally drowned because she thought... They think that she was in the wrong... she just wants to take a swim in the water tank? (laughs) That's what I don't get. And also, they didn't question the hotel staff, like, a lot. Like, they they probably questioned that day. That's what What? I'm saying. It's somebody in the hotel, or somebody had to have seen her, at least. So, is there any specific theory on it might be this employee or this specific person? No, because they did not question the hotel like they should have. They closed it after two days. They didn't question anyone. That's insane. I just feel bad for her loved ones because they they say it's so out of character for her. Like this wasn't I mean, an accident. That's got to be reopened. I think it does too. I don't want people to know it. Yeah, that has to be reopened. There, I mean, that's so clearly probably more than one employee because oh definitely one of them is probably not opening up the top mm-hmm. of the tank. But yeah. then why was she acting crazy earlier? Why was she acting like that <laughs> with no drugs found in her? If it was drugs, I'd be like, okay, she was acting crazy and then somebody probably took advantage. But maybe there was drugs in her and it's just that the police is not Sucky. caring about the autopsy or not getting yeah. correct information. Yeah. It could have been that too. So maybe... Okay, so hear me out. <laughs> if she was on... If somebody drugged her, mm-hmm. then they could have been able to like, get her in the tank and do everything that she needed to do. Yeah. So it is possible... That they kind of faked over the, yeah. That's possible, yeah. Like, she was just being crazy. So maybe she did have drugs in her and someone put drugs in her. Maybe, And yeah. they got her up to the tank. But I don't... Because the, there's no way she... Because if she was acting the way she's acting in the elevator for a significant amount of time before she got to the roof, then, like, yeah. she wouldn't have been able to climb on the fire escape. She exactly. would have fallen. Like, she wouldn't have been able to coordinate herself enough but then also all of this is still very weird because why was she acting weird for days i was thinking of that too? like i want to talk to the her roommates that she was staying with yeah what is she, what I do i mean they by you're acting crazy like, like was she acting like elevator crazy elevator or like, crazy or just like a bad roommate yeah that's that's like a whole different story <laughs> because then she wasn't drugged because if she had been oh, crazy shit. for however many days if she was acting odd yeah yeah she was probably acting like this if they all noticed the hotel staff noticed too yeah so if literally every so if she was acting like this for that long like, yeah but she was acting weird beforehand but then she was acting okay that morning because she was able to say hi to the gift shop person Go, yeah exactly she was buying books and stuff so and she, she was weird and then that morning she was fine and then all of a sudden she was weird again yeah i mean she could have just like taken drugs at night and that's why she was being weird but then why did but i don't know say she was weird <laughs> i don't know this case is so frustrating they need to reopen it i want to ah uh, i want to go wanna, to the hotel i i don't <laughs> i want to 
find out what these three roommates or however many of yeah. them were have to say. Yeah, I kind of want to find out who they are. They didn't obviously yeah. release names or anything. I yeah, because they were also probably all under twenty one or like mm-hmm. minors or something like that. You know, I want to know why the heck the employees were in question. Oh, I that don't makes know. No sense at all. Maybe. Also, probably what's happened is that the police realize how much of a money maker that hotel is. So maybe they're like, we don't want people not going there. Yeah, it or is. It's we want to keep usually. stuff a mystery so that people do go there. Like, I don't know. Yeah. That's not a drowning. That's not a drowning. I don't care. Even if it was, like, a, technically a drowning, I don't think she put herself there. Yeah, she might have died from drowning. Yeah, sure, but it's not accidental. Yeah. And, like, they found her naked, and, like, her clothes were in the thing with her, and then just her room key. And if the police literally said she could not possibly get in the tank by herself, then how can you possibly say it's an accidental drowning? I don't know, because they just want to close it and, like, never talk about it again. That makes no sense whatsoever. And this is so publicized. Mm-hmm. And only, everyone was just satisfied with it. The media was just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know. And it only happened in 2013. Like, it's not even that old. It, I feel yeah, like it has so to be reopened. you could still investigate into that. Like, you could still... 2013, you pro- still know all of the employees mm-hmm. that were working there. All of that stuff. It's probably still some of the same staff. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. Uh-uh. It's crazy. Uh-uh. <laughs> I don't like any of that. I, I want to go <laughs> to the police myself <laughs> and just figure this out. I don't like this. Yeah, I don't like it either. I feel so bad for everyone. It is baloney. There is no way. <laughs> oh, that is so annoying. I really... You stopped talking and I was like, oh, she's... There has to be more. Nope, that's literally... And you were like, nope, that's where it ends. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, if you guys have any theories, we'd love to hear them. Please do. <laughs> I need, I want some answers. <laughs> so if you can think of something that I can't think of, please let us know. Because that's insane. And I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the day. <laughs> for sure. Ugh, wild. All right. Well, please send them in because I want to hear them badly. <laughs> I want some closure on it. Yep. All right, and that's all we have for you this week, folks. Catch us every week for Freaky Friday with the Queens of Queens. Bye, Queens.